0: Unless you've been hiding under a rock all weekend, you've most likely heard of Pokemon Go. And even if you were, there would probably be a Pokemon or two hidden under there with you. After just a few days, the mobile game is generating more downloads and revenue than any other iPhone app in the US. It's on 5% of Androids, and Nintendo's stock is up 25%. And it seems like everywhere you look, there are trainers running around trying to catch them all. On this week's episode of Generation App, we'll dig into the bizarre, fascinating sensation that is Pokemon Go. From GeekWire.com, this is Generation App, the show where we try to make sense of the constantly changing digital landscape. Joining me today, we have GeekWire's intrepid intern, David Schwartz, and Sylvia Artiga, a program manager for Seattle Works. Now, both of you guys, I understand, are in, like avid Pokemon Go players, right? Oh, yeah. Pretty proudly. We also have GeekWire co-founder Todd Bishop joining us. I'm your host, Monica Nicholsberg, and today we're talking about Pokemon Go. So, I'd like to give a little bit of background on the game, but you guys are the players. Like, help me out if I miss anything. Of course. So, Pokemon Go is an augmented reality mobile game. It's kind of like geocaching, I think. Players oh, join. Love it. <laughs> love it, love it. <laughs> Players join one of three teams and then using their phone, um, the GPS on your, their phone, and then the clock, they kind of like wander around in the real world trying to catch Pokemon. And so it's it, the camera shows the real world, right? And then there are little creatures that you can capture. Correct. Okay. So if you guys haven't been on the internet at all this weekend, you might have missed it, but <laughs> most likely you've heard that this is like taking over, that everybody is playing it. You can see people walking down the streets catching Pokemon. And I've even heard about, like, robbers luring victims in using mm. Pokemon Go, lots of car crashes and injuries. So my first question is just, like, what the hell is going on here?
1: <laughs> I don't think there's been too many car crashes. I think that one was a hoax. That, that was, was a okay. Hoax. Yes. All right, good to know. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's one of the most visible, like, societal changes that I have been able to notice in probably my entire life, to be perfectly honest. Um, I think... Part of that is due to the fact that you can't necessarily know when someone is like on Facebook or Twitter, you know, so maybe it's not, but this is far more visual than maybe any other app release just because people's behavior is strange. They're walking into restaurants and like going in weird places just to point their camera at things and weirdly capture (laughs) Pokemon, so...
2: Now, have you guys been going into weird places? Oh yeah, my friend Oscar said it was the first time he saw a meme go viral physically, like to actually physically see people pass Mm. these jokes around each other. And we went for a walk around Bellevue, um, through the farmer's market, following these things called lure modules that you could put in the game, trying to get the rare Pokemon and we would turn a corner and there'd be two people chatting trying to battle a gym and across the street two people are running over to this lure module too. So I think we're seeing some, Some. I don't think it's weird. I think it's fun. You got us out in the park on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah,
3: absolutely. <laughs> so to give a little background here, David, last week I saw that the game came out and you have been doing our app of the week segment. And so we decided that you would do Pokemon Go as the app of the week and so I said hey spend the morning playing this game and (laughs) uh, let me know I know as I call it it was the greatest intern assignment ever and at about uh, 1130 I was like hey where are you why aren't you in the (laughs) office so this illustrates (laughs) my level of cluelessness about this game last week I had zero idea so for people who aren't familiar with it, like Monica, I mean, can you explain the basics? Like, yeah. How does this work?
1: You want to take it?
2: Sure. So you are a Pokemon trainer and you're given like a Pokemon friend to, to go out into the world and- they uh, used this game. Do you remember the game that they used before? I think it was called Instinct? By
1: Niantic. By Niantic. Ingress.
2: Ingress. So that was a previous game that had geotagging where they had users select points of interest uh, around them. And so they used that information to be the map for Pokemon Go. And so there's these things called Pokemon Stops, which are those points of interest. And it's different depending on your neighborhood. So in my neighborhood, it's a dentist's office. It's a local church. It's a bar. It's like the park across the street. And so that's why you need to leave your office, because that's where the Pokemon tend to show up and you could add these little tools to it to encourage more Pokemon to show up and I think also when players gather they also increase the number of Pokemon that show up
1: Yeah, so you'll see
2: meetups like there was a meetup in Capitol Hill around Cal Anderson Park where just 20 plus people are gathering because more and more Pokemon are showing up so it's bringing more players to that area
0: so now you guys are both Pokemon trainers, right?
1: Correct.
0: Well, anyone who gets the game can be Anyone's won. a trainer. Okay, so then what is what is a Pokemon master and what is a oh gym leader? Gym oh, this is leader? 101 stuff. Yeah, yeah. Jeez,
3: yeah. guys. I didn't know you had yeah. to leave the office, all right? Yeah, well, okay. You could take I that. mean, you never
1: needed to before. That's the That's why this is so revolutionary as mm-hmm. far as Pokemon is concerned because you didn't used to have to leave the house to play Pokemon. You could sit very comfortably on your couch for a very long time and progress very quickly in the game. Um, by and now by yourself. Yeah. Now it's far more fun to go out with somebody else and do it. So yeah. there's far more social aspects I think that way.
2: So there used to be the games on like the Nintendo DS and the Game Boy and that's where you hear those terms like Pokemon Master and like gym and yeah. such. But basically the whole premise of this world is that if you interact with Pokemon you are a trainer and if you reach a level of mastery you become a Pokemon master although if you play the trading card game you're a master when you're over the age of 18 that's just oh, <laughs> something okay. that happens so congratulations you're all masters <laughs> yes there are gym leaders who are in charge of gyms but I don't think they have that kind yeah of it's a
1: little yet. bit differently uh, you're used to Going to a gym and having to fight all these people to work your way up to defeat the gym leader. And once you do, you get a badge. But the way it now works in the game is there's ownership of the gyms. Mm Because like you said before, we're all on different teams. What What team are you on? Team Mystic instinct
2: okay that's okay
1: (laughs) (laughs) so let me take over um, so instinct yeah right (laughs) so instinct is like yellow team um and so if i i can see a gym on my map and it'll light up either red blue or yellow and that determines who is currently in charge of the gym now if i can go i if i go to a gym and it's yellow that's my team i can leave a pokemon there to defend it for my team's honor, right? Mm-hmm. And while it's there, it can level up, and it's really great for me. Well, how so, do you stop
0: it from running away?
1: <laughs> it, they're very well-behaved. Yeah, they're very well-behaved. <laughs> yeah. They're trained.
0: Yeah. They're trainers. Thank you. You guys Thank must you. be very good trainers. Yes,
1: absolutely. But if Mystic is currently, you know, the defenders of the Space Needle, which... which we
2: were as of this morning. Just throwing it out there. I did
1: not know that. But you see, there's, there's a prestige associated with that, too. Yeah. So you know people are going to want to go be the defenders of the Space Needle or the Pacific Science Center or the cool spots around town more so than they're going to want to be, you know, the defender
3: of Queen Mary Tea by my house.
0: (laughs) Well, who is the defender of GeekWire?
3: I am, of course. Thanks, David. (laughs) (laughs) So, But isn't the whole idea to capture Pokemon?
0: Yeah,
2: there's a little bit of that. And every different, um, I believe every different area that the game is currently released has certain different Pokemon emerging. So my friend Oscar in L.A. was complaining that all he was seeing is like Rattata, like in his neighborhood. And when he came to visit us in Seattle, he's like, oh, my gosh, there's Pidgeys. It's so (laughs) warm and wholesome here. So um, there are are 150, I think, you can catch currently, the the original 150. Yeah. Um, and that's part of it. That's the nice thing about Pokemon is that you can kind of specialize. So if you're the type of person that wants to go out and get all the rare Pokemon, you'll see people online who are like taking kayaks out uh, out into the ocean to like get Pokemon that are water Pokemon. Or if you just want to, like battle with your friends, that's also kind of fun, too. yeah.
1: to clarify, you don't need to go out into the water to actually catch a water <laughs> you Pokemon. You could do it from the shoreline,
0: yeah, yeah. But that brings up something I wanted to ask about because I read that, Depending on where you are, the Pokemon will be, like, sort of that type. So, like, Mm -hmm. if you're in a park, there are more grass Pokemon. And if you're at the beach, there are more water Pokemon. Yeah. This blows my mind. Like, how do they – how does the infrastructure of this thing work?
1: It definitely amazes me, too. (laughs) And I – could not tell you how exactly they know.
3: <laughs> well, I think one of the amazing. keys is what you mentioned earlier about it, Niantic. Is that yes, I mean, yeah. N- Niantic, the developer of the game that made it for the Pokemon Company. Pokemon Company is owned largely by Nintendo. So yes. that's sort of the, yeah. the corporate structure. But they worked for many years. And I think they were part of Google previously before they were spun out on this game called Ingress, which yeah. created all this data. Mm-hmm. It's really kind of magical. And you sort of wonder, did they have this in mind? So, Monica, at the beginning, you were you were talking about geocaching, and I can see where this game is kind of like geocaching on steroids. Geocaching, <laughs> you go out and look for physical objects in the real world using your smartphone and GPS. But it also, as you're describing it, has a little bit of an element of capture the flag. Like, I'm mm-hmm. thinking back to summer camp. It really does. Which, I loved that game. So, I <laughs> totally get this now, yeah. now that you've described it like this.
1: And I think that that's going to create longevity for the game, mm-hmm. because you know, if you're the defender of the Space Needle, you're going to want to keep your title. And if someone takes it away, you're going to try your hardest to get it back. And and I think that that's a smart move by Nintendo. I don't know if it was intentional, but I think it's going to create a little bit more longevity for the game. Although I do think that it's going to taper off a little bit as, you know, the craziness kind of wears off from the initial release
0: yeah I wonder if that initial craziness I guess I'm curious how big a role you guys think it plays um, nostalgia because oh, yeah. I you know I remember in the late 90s when Pokemon first rose and it rose so quickly and it was so popular and this sort of still seems like the wish fulfillment of all of those fans it's like all they ever wanted was to be able to catch pokemon in their world and now they can like do you think that's why this is happening
2: yeah for sure i think it's the nostalgia but also the shareability and the accessibility so my husband plays the trading card game and it takes so long to explain people how to play this game and it still has the same characters we know and love but you have to put money down you have to put time down it just takes a long time to get involved in that that fun and this is just taking out your phones and downloading a free app and once you know what a pokemon is you're ready to go like you have all the tools in front of you to participate so i think it because it combines this ease of like those old games capture the flag and tag with these characters that we've been missing for so long it takes me back to when i was in elementary school and we didn't know how to play the card game we were just like take these cards they're so fun and like using our imaginations to make that story
0: so that's like the kind of the positive side of it. One mm-hmm. complaint I have heard and there aren't that many because everyone and their mother seems to be in love with this game. But <laughs> I have heard that they do sort of deviate from the original Pokemon games. Have you guys noticed that?
1: I would say yeah, but I think that that comes with the territory because it's a completely new platform that mm-hmm. they're putting it on and and the platform allows them to do so much more, you know, at the same time. So I think you you have that critical fan base that is going to be ex- upset that it's not exactly like the video game or it's not exactly like the tv show but for me i i did not expect it to be exactly like the tv show or the game previously
0: what's the craziest place you guys have gone out to to find a pokemon uh, I haven't gone to any crazy places, but I
2: did run into a electronic store in the mall to buy a travel battery, like on the spot, because there were seals <laughs> about, and I was the only one that couldn't capture a seal, so I definitely <laughs> dropped $15 on this store, and I found out that the cashier at the store had been feeding lure modules into the nearby pokestop for this exact thing to happen oh my gosh you're kidding yeah Yeah. so i was like congrats take this commission give me my battery i need to go get that seal businesses (laughs) are
1: absolutely taking advantage of this um the pokemon go event that i'm going to tomorrow to cover there there's a company setting lures they're buying them those are something you have to buy yeah so they're sponsoring the lure party essence (laughs) in that in essence
0: So explain to me what a lure is.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So you have these um, Poke Stops, which are those points of interest um, all around the city and neighborhoods, and you can attach these little lure modules there, and they just encourage more Pokémon to spawn. And it's the difference between not seeing a Pokémon there for 30 minutes to seeing like six in like five minutes. It's pretty sizable. And you'll start to see these pop up organically, too, like at the nearby uh, tavern. There's like two stops, and people just keep feeding lure modules there to like share with people. But that's cool that they're sponsoring it.
1: Yeah, that's the other thing, too, is it's it's a, it's a communal purchase. So when one person sets a lure, it's something everybody can yeah. access and everybody gets to benefit from.
0: Including the person who In- set it. Including the
3: person who set it, yeah.
0: Okay, interesting.
3: I'm curious, what do you think the popularity of this game says about society, our culture, where we are as humans today? Yeah. Because there's so many different phenomena running through this thing.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty simple. I think people just wanted to have an easy way to have fun with people. Like, like I mentioned with my friends, it was as simple as like, let's go out to lunch and then take a walk in the park together. And instead of talking about how boring work was this week or our plans for the next day, it was like, "Let's go to that gym. Oh, did you see that manky and like running around? So it is bringing those that childlike fun in a really easy and accessible way.
1: I think the big change is that it it takes away the mundane walk to the gym. It takes away the mundane trip to the grocery store. I would shamelessly drive to Uville, which is so close to my house it's embarrassing. Now, I'm going to walk to the store because on the way there, I've got stuff to do, you know? And I feel like we prioritize our time so much now and we're often bored, you know, especially our generation. And I think that this it's just a way to kind of be, I don't want to say more engaged, but it's entertaining, it's fun, you know? And instead of driving to the store, I now walk. Instead of driving to the gym, I now walk.
0: But isn't it sort of feeding the beast? Like, our attention spans are shorter because we have so much access to information and, you know, a computer in our pocket that can provide us with endless entertainment. Like, is this taking that one step further with the augmented reality?
1: I don't know, because I think I would be, maybe if I wasn't going out to walk around the neighborhood, I would be sitting in my bed scrolling through Facebook. And at the same time, the the game, I think I read this morning, like, users spend an average of like 45 minutes on it, you know, throughout the day, which is higher than a lot of other applications that they spend time on. And you know, if you're not constantly changing what you're doing, you're actually focused. It's, it's not attention deficit, it's actually focused because you're
3: doing it and you're maintaining doing it. You mentioned earlier the in-app purchases. The game is actually free to use, and correct. then you can do things like the lures, uh, to but you have to pay for those. Would you be okay as Pokemon Go players down the road if there was a commercial element incorporated? For example, if they set up an actual structure where companies could sponsor gyms as a way of luring you you know i'm thinking more of like facebook started naturally and then they added facebook pages for business like would you be okay with that analogy in the world of pokemon go
2: uh i think i would be more okay with that than other ways like i would rather it be monetized to encourage like sustainability i know there's a lot of problems where something's free but mm, is it really free and it's already a completely branded experience. Like, it's Nintendo. It's Pokemon. Like, I'm not giving my childhood memories to just some tooth fairy. It's already a business. It's already has me in their lure. So if that means that this little company can still continue to play their employees and people are not losing their jobs because we're on to the next thing, then, okay, I think that's fine. (laughs) I think there are bigger critiques of the game.
1: And I, I think what's really exciting is, I don't know if this is what you were talking about, but the idea that maybe Nintendo... A real space, and they set it up as a gym, and they take it to the next level mm. and turn it from a you know augmented reality experience to a virtual reality experience. You know where you go to that gym to fight someone else, you put on a VR helmet, and now you're actually in the game, but it's associated to what you're already doing, like stuff like that
3: doesn't seem like it could be too far away from where we are right now. So just to give a little bit of generational context here, mm-hmm. I grew up with Nintendo products too, not Pokemon. I grew up with Super Mario Brothers mm-hmm. on the ColecoVision. Uh-huh. Have you heard of it? I, honestly, I haven't. I think it's on a museum. Okay, <laughs> so for people like me, can I have a full appreciation for and enjoyment of the Pokemon Go experience having not grown up with the franchise.
2: Yeah, actually in fact, I think it'd be more accommodating. I think the only obstacles I've seen to enjoying the game, there was an article on Medium that talked about it's such interesting clash between who's allowed to walk around safely in certain neighborhoods at night or in cities like unattended. Like there are other aspects in their society that would kind of not let this game be enjoyed to its fullest potential. In that specific case they're talking about like black men can't just wander around certain neighborhoods. Staring at a phone without having some unpleasantness, to say the least. But I think for generational purposes, yeah, it would actually be like a great way to talk to your neighbors or if you have any like younger nieces or nephews, it's kind of cool to monitor their usage of the technology by your enjoyment. (laughs) Like that way they're not running off by themselves across the street, maybe getting into trouble.
1: I mean, if you're, you know, a babysitter and you've got a couple of. 5 to like even like 13 year old kids. I mean, I play the game and I'm 21. But what a great way to get those kids outside, which is what their parents want, you know, and <laughs> for you to be able to interact with these kids and to have something to do, you know. So I think that it can really help bridge the gap between, you know, the older generation who still loves Pokemon and these newcomers who are now going to have a new idea of what it even means to be a Pokemon trainer.
0: This has been great. I really want to thank our awesome guests, Sylvia Artiga and David Schwartz for coming down here and educating us about the Pokemon Go phenomenon. Thanks for having me. Me too. And thanks, Todd Bishop, for sitting here on the side of the table with me asking stupid questions. Absolutely. <laughs>
3: Anytime, Monica. That's what I do.
0: This episode and all our past shows will be available on iTunes and SoundCloud, as well as at geekwire.com generationapp generation app. I'm your host, Monica Nicholsberg, and tune into our next episode where we'll be talking about Twitch.